Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook. S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! On this day in 2005, the Flyers signed Peter Forsberg. Ooh! One of the more bizarre it, the only thing weirder than seeing him in a flyers jersey was seeing him in a preds jersey for 17 the games. mustard preds yeah as well yeah it was weird uh he was good with the flyers very very good for a couple seasons and then well they, he was there for a season and a half and then they traded him to the preds where he was also good weird peter forsberg good he was good until his last game yeah. I, I, go, go look at his uh, last year with the abs he had what eight games and nine points something like he that. had nine games and 14 points and then played another seven games in the playoffs and had five points. He's he was ridiculous. It's just his I think it was his foot. Yes. Uh, ankle or something. Yeah, I wouldn't let him keep going. I for some reason I'm just filled with this dread. Um like anytime it's the summer and you say on this date in 2005, the I'm Leafs. Like, the Leafs <laughs> selected to Karask. Just say it. Yeah. The yeah. Leafs. I know I think that came up a few days ago or actually a month ago. It did. A month ago, so. It did. It's weird seeing him in a Leafs. Yeah, program. it is. It is. With that weird, they had that weird collar too that went down to the nips at the time. It was yeah, really weird. Didn't like it. That was, um. that was, remember we did a whole segment. The Leafs had his only Leafs jersey and they tried to auction it off or Tuka something. Rasks? Yeah. And oh, they were I don't selling know. it for like a thousand dollars. He wore it at like a, like a prospects game or, you know how, you know how before preseason there's like. The Leafs and Sens and a few teams will get together and they'll have like yeah. just a prospect tournament. I think he played at one of those and he played one game and they had his jersey from that game and they were selling it for something. How much do you think they sold it for? It was it was at least a G. I mean, what a collector's item. It's one of one and it's game used. Not official NHL game used. But, but game used. It is and Tuka Rask wore it. And, oh, I wonder who has that now. Who's got that? Where are you? A Bruins fan. Um, something before we get really into the show we should address is obviously we had a segment that has since been deleted. Yeah. Uh, we were making fun of a bad hashtag that the Orioles put out uh, about Trey Mancini being traded. And, and we, you know, we always like to make fun of those words with the numbers in it. Yeah, which we have constantly done, done. many started, times, which is why we did about it. about like four or five years ago with uh, Derek Jeter's retirement where right. the Yankees used Ritu Peck. Ritu Peck and then Duncan Keith, which had that D- famous segment where I was like, no! D1K. D1K. It says dick. Yeah. So anyway, anytime we see one of these hashtags, we get excited. And sometimes there will be one, but it's not that bad. And people send it to us and we're like, no. It's yeah. not worth yeah. it. If the, the guy's number is one and they used an I. Like yes. that, that kind of worked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so, whatever. But so, so his was Trey Mancini's was fighter, but Derek Jeter's and Duncan Keith's were for athletic accolades. Yeah. So never did it cross my mind or your minds that it was for something else. Mm-hmm. I'm not particularly well read on the Baltimore Orioles, mm-hmm. admittedly. Um, and turns out in 2020, he battled stage three colon cancer Mm -hmm. and came back and, which is amazing. Yeah. Learned that he was the comeback player of the year in 2021. Yeah. And like, we've all, everyone's lives have been touched by cancer. I'm not in the habit of making uh, light of that. We just didn't know. Yeah. 
And and to be honest with you, there was some stuff happening in 2020. So I missed yeah, it. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> well, how didn't it. you know? Well, f- the same way I don't know the rest of the shit I don't know. Yeah. I don't, Just by not knowing. Didn't even know to check. Why would I? I don't know. So anyway, long know. story short, we've taken the segment down uh, and appreciate the feedback. I think most people were like, hey, I got a, a really nice DM last night from yeah. uh, somebody who was like, hey, listen, I know you don't know this. But, but Trey Mancini, and then explain the story. Uh, and I said, you know, appreciate that. Thanks for the feedback. Segment's already down. Like What super, should have happened, cool. happened. Yeah, there you hey go. Hey, guys. And we went whoop, and we <laughs> got rid of it right away. And that's what happens. Um, so uh, I wanted to kind of talk about this because we haven't mentioned this for a while. But uh, Kirill Kaprizov was denied entry to the United States twice. Did you know that? No. So we, we were talking about that on the way in. I was he, like, yeah, what? He's in the States. What's the big deal? He was denied entry twice. And I believe he's in now. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I, it, it is going to be very interesting to see what happens with uh, Russian citizens, because obviously Canada and the United States are going to have to make allowances for this. And uh, these guys are going to come back and they're going to come back through. I believe it's Dubai that they come through. That's one of the places they can come through. So and Turkey as well. Kirill came through Turkey, and the first time he got denied was through Dubai. So he had moved over to Dubai to come back to the United States, and they denied his visa. And then uh, he got worried, and he went back to Russia. And the Minnesota Wild were like, why did you do that? Let's stay in Dubai, and we'll get you out from there. And he kind of panicked. He went back, and then eventually they got him from Russia to Turkey to the U.S. Okay. So it seems like there's entryways through those two countries. So he's here. He's I don't, here now, yeah. Uh, why did he have to do it that way? Do you know? Why did he have to go through those countries? Yeah. Because uh, they're not exporting citizens directly from the Russia to the United States. It doesn't appear. Oh, well, they, yeah. yeah you can't, sense. You can't yeah. as a Russian citizen, travel directly from Russia to, the, to North yeah. America or most of Europe now. Wow. You need some sort of entry. And he was there because I believe, well, he's from there, obviously, and that's where he spends yeah. his offseason. He also had surgery in Russia for uh, an ailment he had. It was undisclosed, but he had the surgery there. And then now it's all taken care of, and now he's coming back. Wow. Yeah. Jeez, it's, 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 a, it's a very challenging offseason for a lot of players and a lot of, um, uh, a lot of team management. It's like, here's the thing, right? When somebody gets traded across a border or someone gets drafted across a border, somebody on the team has to deal with all that paperwork. Mm-hmm. Like, and the players have to sign it all, but they have somebody for that. And imagine trying, oh, I work for the Minnesota Wild, and my job is to navigate international law and visas. Mm-hmm. We, we like, bring, that is a tough job. We bring it up quite often here, but the Frank Zecca episode of Agent Provocateur, mm-hmm. that's somebody who'd have somebody in their, on their team who's handling this, this kind of stuff for the players. Who's, yeah, the agent has, the agency has people that do yeah. that. It's, it's usually a far simpler process than this. You actually just uh, triggered a memory. Um, when I was uh, an intern with the fan and I, uh, I got to do the visiting room mm-hmm. uh, for the Blue Jays and the Cincinnati Reds were in town. And I, I remember that because Ken Griffey Jr. was there and I was just like, this is silly that I'm in the same room as Ken Griffey Jr. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but uh, the reason I remember that is they, there was um, like some sort of form they had to fill out because they were obviously going from Canada to not Canada mm-hmm. after that game. And it was literally just, they like passed a paper around the room and all just like eh, scribbled on it without even looking at it and handed it to whatever team representative and away you go. This is obviously a lot, a lot more complicated. And, you know, we keep talking about how guys like Kaprizov, you know, and everything he's gone through and he had a difficult time. 
getting back to the States. Other players might have a difficult time as well. Maybe getting back to Canada as well. Ivan Fedotov's still out there. Mm-hmm. And this, that uh, situation, if you don't remember, Flyers goaltender signed a contract with them in May. Um, he was training in St. Petersburg. They arrested him, essentially abducted him, mm-hmm. uh, brought him to a conscription office. And he's been... Um, he he's was, in the uh, Arctic in the Navy. Yeah, what is it? Deployed. Yes. He was deployed somewhere in the Navy, uh, the Navy. But remember, he was in the hospital for like undisclosed right. illness. And we never did get a full resolution to that. He was on camera in an ambulance. I don't recall there being any footage or photographs of him since. And any of them you would think would be somewhat tainted. Yes, I am here and I am super jacked to be a part of this. Can't wait to go to the Arctic. You know, it's, it's an absolute catastrophe over there right now. Well, and, and, and it will continue to be in it. This is the For a thing. variety of reasons. Well, and, and what, what, what makes it harder is that, like, this was already difficult. International law is already tricky, right? Yes. But then you got the thing about, it, it, you know, it's a war. And wars are constantly fluid, constantly changing. And so what the international situation is now is not what it's going to be in three months or six months or nine months. Like I, I, I was reading an article today, hasn't got anything to do with hockey, but part of uh, what has made the Ukraine, uh, like the, the, the land that we call the Ukraine or Ukraine, uh, so appealing to other countries for such a long time is that it's the breadbasket of Europe. It's where they grow all the grain. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, you know, you can get grain for people for elsewhere. Uh, uh, the first ship in six months to leave a Ukrainian harbor and actually go out uh, and it's meant for the Middle East, it's meant for Lebanon right now, uh, just left the other day because they had to, the The Russians have mined all the harbors around this one city in the Ukraine. And the United Nations had to step in and say, listen, can we negotiate uh, a safe corridor for these non-military ships so that we can get food out to the rest of the world? Because the rest of the world really relies on the grain wow. that Ukraine uh, produces. And it's not for people. It's for like cows and horses and other livestock that need to be fed so we can eat that. Oh. And, and so, you know, it's, it, it, and this, this particular ship had corn on it, but Russia had to involve Turkey and Turkey has to go and inspect every one of these ships, which is slowing down the process. But at least the process is going. There is so much happening right now that we don't even think about. Little things like that. Too much to process. Exactly. So it'll be very, there, I think there'll be more stories like this. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of these stories about, you know, what Kaprizov just happened, what just happened with him, a lot of people are going to look to that as an example of how do we get somebody from Russia to North America? Number one. Number two, fucking sweet. the hiccups are going to come in that first week of September, right after Labor Day. When people start to travel back. That's, they got to do it now. All right. The yeah. the idea with Kaprizov was that his plan was mid-September, right before training camp, and they said, no, do it now. Yeah. yeah. So I imagine in the next few weeks, we'll hear a lot of more stories of I, the Russian athletes being like, hey, I, I understand wanting to, to see your family, and that's why he wants to go back. I get it. I get it. But he can't have thought, oh, that'll go off without a hitch, mid-September. You can hope. You can hope. Hope makes you think silly things sometimes, you know? and love mm. and, and in the end that, that wasn't, i don't blame him for thinking and oh in the God. end that wasn't yeah. the decision they made they made the decision to leave early yeah okay. yeah Just, like he ended the right up, one you know i mean you know maybe with some protests it's it's hard none of it's easy uh jesus <laughs> um it's the 
it's the last sort of news cycle show of the year because obviously we're going to do some questions and stuff on the next one. Um, Nazem Kadri still doesn't have a home. Whatever we miss, we miss. Are you going to be okay with it? No. <laughs> of course not. Never am. Are you going to make videos for the next three weeks? Mm, depends. Depends. Maybe. Because you're not going for to- Sportsnet. No. No, not uh, on your channel. We're going to upload the trade, trade trees because mm-hmm. I've already shot four of them. Um, and then we're going to do another three in September, but we'll shoot them later. Um, if there's a signing, if there's if there's a Kerfoot trade, let's it, let's yeah, put I'll, that. Yeah, I'll do Kerfoot that. trade. Yes, that's a bar. Yeah. Might be a one taker, but yeah. Okay. Might be on my phone. Okay. Next to a lake. Okay. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. I think the people the people want it. I want it. <laughs> it would bug me to not have it. <laughs> I want it. No, there's lots of business still to do, and maybe I'll do a cadre video. Hmm. I don't know. We'll see how we'll I see feel. The inspiration strikes. You also mm-hmm. here's the it, the thing is never that, uh, and this goes for any job. Uh, uh, it's never that there isn't work to do. It's that if I don't take the time off when I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I can't, I'm going to feel really burnt out. The good news is, so 2020, I wanted to friggin' melt. And last summer, I also was very clearly miserable <laughs> by the end of all of it. This year, like, no, I'm feeling great. Good, man. I got the energy. I'm feeling healthy. Let's, yeah, no, nah, sign somewhere. I'll, I'll be fucking ready for you. Let's go. <laughs> okay, well... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Flames have re-signed Andrew Mangiapane to a three-year deal and Oliver Shillington to a uh, $5 million contract over two years. Um, I mean, listen, great to avoid arbitration with both. Mm-hmm. Jesper Brad also signed today, but we'll get to him in a second. The Flames are starting to um, kind of shore up what the Flames are now. It looks looks like Andrew's eating that bread. Because Mangiapane means bread in Italian. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Is that what you, let's, let's, do we give it to him, Jesse? Or no, not at all. He's I eating that it was, bread. It was bad. Everybody's made that joke a million times. He's eating. Welcome to the Calgary Flames Twitter account making bread jokes. Bread. <laughs> I thought it was uh, interesting how a lot of people are uh, looking at the Mangiapane deal as a discount. Like Calgary got the better end of this deal, mm. and that he should have been paid n- north of. 6.5 7 million ish based like on his deal. production. I, like I think for them they got a good deal here. Yeah. For a 26 year old who's putting up probably 30 goals every season for the next couple of seasons. Not my, bad. My surprise with it is that cuz what what are the rules on UFA? It's a certain amount of games or what age? What's the age? I want to say 27. 27 cuz he's 26 now. And they got three years, which means that takes them all the way to 29. I believe they got at least two UFA years. You want me to read it to you? Yes. Players can qualify for UFA status if they are 25 years of age or older or have accrued three or more professional seasons while signed to a standard player's contract but have played less than 80 NHL games. So 25 is the age you're thinking about. Okay. It's kind of a late bloomer Mm -hmm. a little bit. He's only played 260 games in the NHL. That's actually more than I thought. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like where he was a real factor, it's been the last three seasons. Uh, it's the, you know, it's the COVID shortened season. It's the COVID COVID season. And then the post COVID ish season. Uh, there's going to be a real interesting case of, uh, you know how we've talked about like pensions Mm -hmm. and stuff Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, there's, there's going to be cases where players are like, well, I should be a UFA right now or I should qualify for the pension. It's just, there literally weren't games. That's, it's going to be interesting because for some players, uh, like, let's say it's, you have to hit 200 games for the pension. I forget the exact amount of games. Mm -hmm. There's, there are going to be some players who miss it by a very small handful of games and it's going to be kind of unfair. Yeah. uh, And is it just too bad? I think it probably is. <laughs> just the, the NHL lawyers or the NHL PA lawyers, whoever's arguing, they sit there and say, you know, too tough bad. shit. Shrug my shoulders yeah. and say, that was the world. But like, if I'm sitting at 195 <laughs> and it's 200, yeah. Give me a fucking break. The no. world stopped, man. No. For two years. Everybody oh. played under those circumstances. Man, those lawyers hard. aren't giving you a fucking. Break. Yeah, are you kidding? No. <laughs> Come on. Now. Anyway. Pensions are a lot of money because we have to pay you forever. How many, uh, how many <laughs> yeah. goals did Mangiapane have? So uh, Mangiapane had 35 goals. And I, that 35 was a legit 35, you know? like that's, And healthy, too. That's his number, I think, going forward about in the range. He's going to put up 30 goals. $5.8 million for a 30-goal score is not too bad. He had a stretch where he could not stop scoring. Mm-hmm. Could not stop scoring. And his role might even get elevated. Now, he didn't have the best playoff, but I think part of the reason a lot of the Flames' offensive numbers suck from the playoffs is literally just the Stars series. Is they yeah. Couldn't, they couldn't yeah. score a goal. and then like 10 total goals in the whole series. I think they had like <laughs> twice the amount of goals against Calgary, and they lost in five. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so, in they, game one. Yeah, they had, <laughs> they had an extremely... Yeah, they had more... Wasn't it they had more goals in game one? against the Oilers than they did the entire series against something like that. Stupid like that. Yeah. It was was preposterous. Um, but no, incredibly good player, incredibly useful. It's rare that you have a player, um, who can score that efficiently for you. And is that useful defensively Mm -hmm. for you? So to get him for three years, probably the best years of his prime, um, under six. Yeah. That's a really good deal for Brad for living. And, you know, what one of the uh, I guess the theme of the offseason for the Flames has been a difficulty retaining players. They weren't able to retain Gaudreau. They knew they weren't going to be able to retain Kachuk. Mm-hmm. So they move them for two guys who they might not be able to retain. So the Flames, I think, have a window here of a couple of years. And then that third year of Majapani's contract might be a discussion of, all right, is it time to rebuild or retool here oh no and then no but then <laughs> imagine the windfall you get from Manjapani. Ah, but let's not depress hey, flames now. fans what no, the no, fuck you talking no, about no, no but okay sorry the takeaway there should be <laughs> you're gonna be fucking going for it balls to the wall for the next flames two fans, years at listen least. up Two years from now, you're trading this guy at the deadline, okay. says Steve Dangle. As a Leafs fan, zero sympathy. <laughs> Matthew signed that contract is half a decade, and people are like, tick fucking talk. What like you're saying, you signed it. What you're saying makes sense when you look at the other contracts. Yes. Because Lindholm's up in two years, like Toffoli's up in two years, Dylan Dubé's up in two years. There's going to be a lot of turnover with the end. Who knows about the Huberto contract? Yeah, like, are do they want to give Huberto the eight years that he that his agent 
Hmm? Alan Walsh's secret. No, no, no. <laughs> do the do the Flames want to give him that? So you're very right about hey, this Flames roster could look really, really different in maybe a year or two. And they got Shillington for two. Yeah, that was in, the other deal they did today. In their business. So they have a if you look at their their contracts, they have a very clear window of mm-hmm. well, definitely this year. Yep. And probably next. Mm-hmm. Like you, yeah. you got to think it'd be relatively easy with the core that they have to convince guys to stay. Like, listen, just stick around for one more year. Yeah. Right. And then you potentially make some really difficult decisions. But the good news is I don't, I, I think you got Huberto to worry about and Uyghur. And then your other worry is winning the cup. I'm just looking. This mm-hmm. is a totally random, has nothing really to do with hockey. But the Flames have an ob- obnoxiously strong left side up front and in the back. Let me see. So you've got Huberto, Mangiapane, and then I'm going to just say knuckle strength with Milan Lucic. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's had a bit of a renaissance he with has. the Flames. And then on the left side of their defense, Hannafin, Weger, and Shillington. Their whole defense is ridiculous. Yeah, they do have a great top six, but like that is, I'm like, if I have the chance, the opportunity to carry the puck up, I'm not going up their left side. Attack the right. Yeah. yeah, and the right's not that much Mangiapane better. Mangiapane can play both sides. Yeah, he does. He, he can play both wings. So do you think... Because currently right now, like if I'm looking at daily face-off, which is like, who knows, right? It's, it's August. Please don't come at me with, what are you doing now? <laughs> Nobody knows. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, is, is it Huberto, Lindholm, Toffoli? Or is it Huberto, Lindholm, Mangiapane? And I think with Huberto's, I was just thinking with Huberto's ability to set other people up, Mangiapane makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yes. Like he's uh, all you goals. Mean, you mean you're mapping out the first line? Yeah. Like oh, I, okay. Because like, listen, nothing against Backlund and Coleman, no. which were a great fit for mm-hmm. Mangiapane and maybe they go back to that but if if you have an all assists guy you know with a you know with a passing uh stick on his hockey card yes like you would in NHL 2006 <laughs> um I would uh, sh- uh set him up with the target guy who is the sniper <laughs> you know cuz that was the target wouldn't you I and then if I'm Lindholm I'm going this is fantastic the Huberto deal might have done wonders for Mangiapane's career Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. De- I mean, he might be wishing that he didn't sign for the three years because, like, I mean, we know he's about to score a shitload <laughs> this year. The Flames, I think, need to find... Uh, it'd be nice for them to find one more winger to take the defensive burden off of Manjapani. He's too gifted of a goal scorer. Um, and, like, what one of the things I remember thinking watching the Flames-Oilers series is why am I seeing... Manjapane so seldomly yeah it like however much he played in that series it felt like he should have been playing more and he was consistently a pretty good player for them visually I thought I don't know how the numbers shook out but like that's you gotta let him fly you mm-hmm. gotta let him fly so if you think he's an effective shutdown guy for you cool you can use him in in certain ways I mean it's nice to have a responsible player on your top line but maybe put someone else in that shutdown role eh Maybe. What's going on with that Blake Coleman contract? That's what it costs as an unrestricted free agent. Coming off of t- a two-time Stanley Cup winner. Yeah, him yeah, and Barkley Goudreau. I guess, like, in the context. Like, you look at the Barkley Goudreau contract, the Blake Coleman contract doesn't seem so bad. The what? What's the combined cap hit of Tampa's third line from their second cup? Because that was Blake two Coleman. Two other teams. Coleman, yeah, Blake <laughs> Coleman, Coleman, like 1.1 or something dumb? No, 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 no. What, what's their cap hit now? He means now. Oh, oh, now Coleman, where they've signed to other yeah. teams. Barkley Goodrow, Yanni Gord. I know Gord makes over five. 
So we'll start right there. Over five. It's it's over $10 million, that third line. You know, and that's, I don't know, weird that they won back-to-back cups. Yeah, okay. I'll tell you in half a second. You don't have to answer the no, question. No, no, I know no. it's we're, over Let's 10. do it. We're fighting If we're going to fucking do it, let's fucking do it. All right. we, have, All also, right. when we talk about the Flames, just while you're looking that up, Jesse, have we made enough of the fact that not only, like, like Calgary got Huberto and Uyghur. Mm-hmm. People realize how good Uyghur is, right? Oh, Flames fans know. They know. They, they know that... Like, listen, I'm happy he's not in the division anymore. I'm happy Huberto is not here, too. Yeah. Not that Kachuk's great. No, that's <laughs> not, yeah, that, that, not that we're Kachuk. thrilled about that, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? Remember how we were like, well, maybe trade Muzzin, and now we're like, ah, oh, maybe don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, man, those two head-to-head is going to be great. Jesse, yeah. go ahead. Sorry, buddy. All right. Blake Coleman makes $4.9 million a year until 2027. That's a okay. long time. Barclay Goudreau makes three point six four one six six seven. Okay. Until 2027. And Yanni Gord makes 5.166666 until 2025. I don't know how many sixes that was. 13.7 million. $13 million for a third line. Wins you two Yo, I didn't realize this. Goudreau and Coleman had the same amount of points last year. The exact same amount of points? 33, both of them at 30. I was just looking it up. Hilarious. Uh, almost the same oh, amount. Oh, not Johnny. <laughs> no, no, Goudreau. Barclay Goudreau. Not Barclay quite, Goudreau. No. Yeah, not Johnny. If anybody was mixed, I've been talking oh, yeah. about Barclay Goudreau the oh, whole time, yeah. not the Johnny Goudreau contract. <laughs> and um, I think they'll be able to do a little bit of work in free agency as well. With the Flames? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Still? Well, and there's so many names. And also, like, so if, many even guys. if Huberto gets a raise, which he's going to, you already have Huberto's raise on the roster, and that's Milan Lucci. Mm-hmm. So if he goes, like, let's say Huberto is a $10 million player next year, uh, just for argument's sake, it's a round number. He makes 5.9 now. Four of Milan Lucic's six goes to that, and you had $2 million to just whatever with. You know, maybe that goes towards Uyghur's contract, the, two, the other $2 million. But you've got the money to keep these guys. Here's what I'm thinking with free agency. So Dylan Strom wasn't qualified by the Blackhawks, but he still ended up signing, I believe it was for $3.5 million. The longer this summer goes... I don't know if that amount of money is out there for like a Sonny Milano. So at mm. what point do you start to consider, all right, let's sign like a league min deal somewhere, put up 50, 60 points and cash in next summer. Yeah. Yeah. Would, would the, I don't think, I think you could do worse than being a league min player for the Calgary flames is what I'm saying. One thing we haven't had an update on is Sean Monahan. Yes. Who had season-ending yeah. hip surgery uh, last season, and the previous year had hip surgery. So it's back-to-back seasons he had hip surgery, and I don't know what his status is for next year. Your hips are very important. I mean, you, we've seen what it's done to Jamie Benn's career. We've seen what it's done to Tyler Sagan's career. You can bounce back, mm-hmm. it, but it takes a long time. All right, and that's $6.375 million. Yeah, a lot of, of money, cap, you know, and they're a good player and a good center you could yeah. probably use on your roster. Yeah, the Flames would be better if he was healthy. Yes, 100%. But he's not right now. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I, I, don't I don't know, know what the timeline is I don't, for hip surgery. I also don't know what the amount of injuries he's had. Like, what are the chances he returns to Sean Monaghan? Right. And I think maybe that's an unfair expectation. But mm-hmm. Sean Monaghan was expected at times to be the number one center 
And some, you know, sometimes maybe, maybe like a tandem. And he'd be three max? Well, if he's third behind Lindholm and Backlund, that's not so bad. There's something there. If if he can be healthy but not necessarily be what he was, there's something there. Okay. It was eight goals, 15 assists, 23 points in 65 games last year. Yeah, 65 a, pretty busted games. Yeah, in a struggling year for him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Still I, only 27, you know? You hope he can bounce back and be ready for some point early next year. Like, if you've ever wondered why, like, oh, man, why do professional athletes make so much money? <laughs> there, first of all, there's a variety of reasons, but um, one of them is, what is it, double hip surgery by 27. Yeah. He's Their time frame to earn money is so limited. Oh, yeah. Because of the amount of injuries they go through and you, what they put their bodies through. You had 50, 60 years of living after that, did you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's over a half century of... I don't know, fake hips. I don't know exactly the surgery. I don't know how that works. It could have been like the labrum or whatever, but. I don't know which part of the hip. doesn't sound good. (laughs) Yeah, it's bad. Whenever I hear labrum brought up, it's in a sports context and it's because it's not working or it's torn. And I just feel like the first time I ever heard that was the the Jays traded for a guy named Mike Soraka. And Mm, they didn't uh, check that he was, that he, uh, that he had a a torn labrum. I think they traded David Wells because uh, David Wells wanted out. Oh. And they got Mike Soraka, who was really good. And then, all, and then I guess they like said that, hey, listen, the Sox didn't tell us that he had this, and he never played another game. Mike wow. Soraka never played for the Jays ever, ever, ever. Um, and so, labrum to me equals pretty bad, pretty yeah. serious. I also pulled that word out of thin air. Labrum, yeah. Oh, okay. You got a labrum in your shoulder, and you got a labrum in your hip. I learned that this year. <laughs> I only know it from what I was like baseball. Yeah, big labrum guy. Pitchers, pitchers oh. tear their labrums. Yeah, uh, and he had Mike Soraka thing. had that weird sort of side over overhand sort of thing. So it snap. It like it oh, snaps it very, when you're very labrum heavy. It very mm-hmm. labrum heavy. Yeah, yeah. A lot of labor for the labrum. That's hundred percent. There was a. I'm sure that's what they said. I don't know. I don't know how to call it a trend, but there was a thing going on, and I'm not up to date on it uh, currently. But in, in oh, all the more reason to go in on you. <laughs> <laughs> in really minor league baseball, I'm not talking about professionals playing minor league. He's already fucking minor up. Can you hear him do it? I'm talking yeah. about kids, <laughs> in real time. kids playing baseball. There was a trend where parents would be happy when their kids would get Tommy John surgery. Because there's a, when you, when you have Tommy John surgery, they, re, they rebuild your, the, the ligament there. And then some parents were like, the crazy sports parents were like, the arm comes back stronger after Tommy John's That surgery. is not true. <laughs> so there was, it was a long time trend where parents would be like, oh yeah, my like kid's that, getting Tommy John at 16, you know? Like that movie with the the kid who played for the Cubs? What the? What the oh my God. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, he played for the Angels. Angels yeah. in the outfield. He had a broken arm and it just went bang. It just fired. Like it, it remember his arm snapped and then he became a good pitcher. I, I just remember that those stories from growing up playing baseball. Yeah, I, I don't, think you should want that for your kid right <laughs> i don't know maybe if you just had a healthy arm your whole life um it's like there there were parents there was a thing and it i don't think this was intended but malcolm gladwell put out a book uh and it was about um basically it, it gets into it, it it mentions hockey but it gets into the differences between children that are born at the beginning of the year and the end of the year and you know in a child's life, a year is a big deal. Yeah. But you're in class, if you're born in December, you're in class with people that were born literally 12 months before you. And 
they are far further along in the development curve. And they found, they did studies on this. And I think they found like, listen, I've read the full book, so don't quote me too much, but it was confidence, better at grades, better at, at sports, that sort of thing. So uh, they found that, you know, in hockey players or something, the majority of the the better hockey players were born between like January and April or something like that. Like, let's just, mm, sure. that's the, for instance, I don't have the exact. Um, and then what parents started to do, and I'm just going off of crazy uh, parent stories. What do you think they started to do? Banging at certain times of the year. No, no, they didn't do that. Although I'm sure people have done that. Forging birth certificates. No, they haven't done that, but close. I they don't. were holding their kids out of kindergarten a year longer so they would go in older. Oh, wow. So they would have an edge. So they would graduate a year later, but the entire time they would build more confidence. They would be physically bigger. They would be physically more advanced. They would be more able to handle and cope. And school boards had to step in and say, no, you can't do that. You legally, because you legally have to send your child to school. That's it, a isn't legal that like thing. Isn't that like truancy well, or whatever? I, well, truancy is being late. Um, is it? Yeah, truancy is like li being late and missing school. This is like, oh. this is like, uh, you know, it's like against the law. You can't not send your kid to school. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> 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 so yeah, he believed that a trend developed out of that because of that one book well uh, <laughs> just if you're a parent chill yeah <laughs> like, i think that's kind of the takeaway from this like sports parents need to chill there's 99 percent chance your kid's not gonna do this for a living that's a take. What like sports what? parents? Why we don't you simply chill? Well, <laughs> is that a hot take? Hey, I think we did it, guys. We solved it. I don't, think, hot take? I don't think we do a good enough story uh, or a good enough job um, covering the stories of parents who who raised elite athletes and were just normal. They were just normal. Yeah, like they it's exist. it's all the. Uh, Get out there and run around the track, and I'm gonna chase you with my car, and you gotta take a thousand shots, and you gotta throw it. No, yeah. like there are, uh, there's a million cases of just two or sometimes one, just lovely people just raising this child and they happen to be good at a sport and they were, they just encouraged them. And isn't that the Matthews family? I mean, weren't they like, that's what like, I get they the impression. Know they, they give you the impression that they didn't know much about yeah. hockey. They're yeah. like, I don't oh. care. Austin, what do you like? Hockey? Oh, okay. Um, or. I guess we'll find some ice. For we'll you. we'll mm -hmm. try to find the rink, the one rink. Yeah, and go. I guess. Like, and they would just hang out with him while he played for other teams all Saturday. The way to go, Paul. Parent, the parent who walks up to the glass screaming at the ref and then smashes the glass and the pane of glass breaks. You, we never hear the story where it's like, and that 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 is. You know, Sidney Crosby's dad. That, that man went on to race Sidney Crosby. Like, you know what? I'll never forget the time my dad smashed glass in my hockey game. That's what motivated me to make it to the NHL. Mm -hmm. I think the, the greatest testament to Sidney Crosby's, Crosby's parents is I don't know anything about him. They let him shoot pucks at a dryer. That's all I know about them. Mm -hmm. Isn't that great? Yeah. Well, because the other side, the part of the, the crazy sport parent, like all that's glorified. They're like yes. King Richard came out this year about Serena and Venus's father. Like yeah, Will Smith is. I don't know if you guys remember when he won the Oscar for that movie. Uh, yeah, I think something happened during his Oscar uh, acceptance of speech. Anyways, there um, was a time where that would have been the biggest story in entertainment for two years. Yeah, now we all kind of. And now we're just like, yeah, sorry, this is the most unprecedentedly insane time ever. Mm -hmm. So we don't care. But like this, the crazy, After like a week, the crazy sport parent gets a movie 
made after them if they, they raise these kids, you know? So <laughs> it's it, we don't hear the normal ones because the other ones are deified. Yeah, normal ones are boring. Why are we talking about them? Right. I mean, yeah, but I guess the, the takeaway I want to say is far more elite athletes are raised by normal, well-put-together people than the people who we say maybe need to chill. Right. Yeah, I think that's fair. It, yeah. It, I you think, know why? Because it is. I think they're normal because the majority of people are normal. Where did this come from? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, oh I, just, I, can't, I just can't get past a parent going, they need Tommy John? Yes. Mm -hmm. What? Um, <laughs> Jesper Bratt was signed this morning as well. Adam's uh, favorite team. One year deal, $5.45 million. I mean, $5 million or $5.5 million for a guy that got you 70 points last year. It's a risky deal for both sides, I think. Why do you say that? He had a really good season last year. Yes. And there's no guarantee he repeats it or he could knock it out of the park. Well, here's the thing. He'll be an RFA at the end of it. And he, oh, he might he get off for more money. Though. He might get off or she did. Oh, no. It's not. Happening. I think at that point, New Jersey has a better sense of what they are and what they're going to be. Right. Mm -hmm. Obviously, this this past year was which is not great. Next year is going to be better. Um, I actually think it sets them up perfectly. Because you get the opportunity to see, okay, is he going to do this? Is he going to be, is he William Carlson and he does this for one year and then goes back to being a 50 or 60 point guy? Uh, or is he with, you know, surrounded by better players and the, and the Devils have better players this year, right? Fair. Sure. Devils fans, you keep telling me they do. Um, if he, Jack if he's for sure. surrounded by better players, playing better, um, man, I could think of worse things than having a guy in my lineup where I'm like, Oh, bummer, I got to give him eight or nine million dollars because he deserves it over eight years. Right, right. I'm, yeah, I guess the good news mm. is if he plays well, oh, well, gosh, gee, Willikers, we got to pay a good player like a good player. Like mm -hmm. you, you using, don't want to overpay anyone. No, but using, yeah, and you will. Yeah, but using but cap broad, space, I don't think you will. Using cap space to sign a guy who deserves it is, that's good. That's what it's there for. Yeah, everybody gets yeah. all freaked out. Wow, it's a long, oh, it's a long deal. Well, and Devils fans have also been expecting the devils to do more mm -hmm. this off season. And now that this very important piece of business is taken care of, like now we're starting to see the dominoes fall. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, the flames take care of, uh, they don't have to worry about Kachuk anymore. They have a resolution there and they got Chillington and they got Manjapani and now the devils have brought, is there a deal out there? Well, now you have these things taken care of. Mm -hmm. There you go. I Okay. Now, now they can go out and sign contracts. It's a definitely a bet on myself contract. Yes. Because I assume, like, if he wanted the years, they would have been there. Like, the I'm devils. sure that's when they went to arbit or they were going to go to arbitration. Yeah. Because he was probably like, I want a one year. And they were like, no. Mm -hmm. Not the greatest comparable, but a bet on yourself contract worked out very well for his teammate, uh, Andreas Janssen. Right. Who signed a one year, $850,000 contract with the Leafs. Mm hmm. Uh, scored 20 goals and he signed, I think it was a four year deal over $3 million per year, which he's still on, but that set him up with money that he can ride the rest of his life. Right. And, and brought obviously a far higher stakes version of that. He's not signing for eight fifty; he's signing for over five mil. Um, but he's going to bet on himself. He's going to perform very well. And by the end of it, he's probably going to be a seven plus million dollar guy. I thought the filings in the arbitration that they didn't end up going to were interesting because uh, Bratt's side offer, uh, filed for six point five million 
And then the Devils went with 4.15, and then they landed in the middle at 5.4. But I thought like that 6.5 filing from Brat is a little modest. Yeah. Like even in his filing, he went kind of low, and and uh, I want a shorter shorter contract length, cause, and I'll take less money. Because that number would, yeah, number goes up if you add another year. Yeah, yeah. He he. If he wanted a long term deal, like he would have said, "Oh, I want my eight million dollars right now, or whatever." It's truly, hey, I think I can improve on this twenty six goals and seventy six points. You know, like he he thinks he's gonna keep getting better, and like he's twenty three. And like I think he will. This is the this is the the skill curve that we see with NHL players. Mm-hmm. He's getting better from twenty three on. You need a relatively healthy season from both Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer. Yep, and that makes the Devils more formidable offensively, which makes it more likely that their top line is going to get more points, which makes it more likely that Broad is going to get mm-hmm. more points. He's going to get he's if he performs the way we think he can, he's going to get over seven million. Bucks. We're sitting here next june slash july and we're like oh brat signed an extension for six years eight million dollars how well does he need to perform to get a contract somewhat comparable to what kevin fiala got with the kings which was Mm, seven times was it 8.1 i don't think much much more also uh, a bit older fiala's 26 brat's only 23 oh yeah so yeah. what, what is Fiala's, uh, Fiala's deal is 7.8, 7. for uh, seven years. If Brat performs well, that would be about right for a younger player. For a younger player, yeah. So there's more appeal there for mm-hmm. the Devils. I mean, yeah. you you would have to. It wouldn't be Brat asking for that. I don't think. I think it would be uh, the Devils trying to talk him into it. Because by the end of this, I could be you know nine ten million dollar player. Cap goes up. Yeah. My production goes up. That's a good comparable too, and like, because you gotta you gotta get them if you're the Devils. You gotta get them for the next UFA deal. You know, you gotta buy some of those UFA years because it's coming. It's not till like two, three more seasons. So you gotta get them on the at least a four year deal. Can you go to the the Devils cap friendly page for a sec? Because I know they signed a few players to really long term deals, and some of them were thought of to be not very smart <laughs> at the time, but. Who are you thinking about? Andre Jack Pallant? Hughes at eight million bucks is not bad. I think is going to end up being fantastic. Heisher at seven and a quarter. Are the ones you're thinking of are Pilot and Dougie Hamilton? Mm, I Pallant, think Dougie Hamilton was a good bet. Pilot might be tough by the end of it, and Hamilton I think is a puck moving defenseman who actually has guys to move the puck to now. Right side, right side. Ah oh, man, there's a lot to like. There's a lot to like that defense though is a bit of a world of hurt. I'm not totally sold on that. <laughs> and if if but if Black Blackwood and Vanacek could solve a lot of that cuz like I'm looking at the I'm looking at their mm. stats from last season, right? They scored contracts nice. They scored 10 more goals than both the Kings and the Stars and the Kings and the Stars made the playoffs. Now those are defense heavy teams. Mm-hmm. But they can't stop a goal, right? They let in 70 more goals than the Kings. They let in 60 <laughs> more goals than the Where Stars. Where were they overall? They're in the goals two against. worst goalies in the NHL. In goals, against, in goals four, they're 19th overall. So they got to improve that, but you, you expect that they will. In goals against, they are... How, must how much, have been bottom. How much of their lack of offense was injuries? And how much of their lack of offense was overcompensating for the fact that their goalies can't stop anything. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You I know? mean, and that there is compensation, uh, or sorry. Yeah. When you overcompensate for that, uh, they ranked fourth last in goals against mm, meaning that. Is. Yeah. So coyotes, red wings and Canadians all let in more. 
but not by much. Yeah, 317 by the Canadians, 310 by the Wings, uh, 309 by the Coyotes, and the Devils are at 302. Those three teams are the only teams that eclipse 300, although surprisingly at five. I forgot. I guess the the Blue Jackets you always think of as a defense first team. 297 goals left. They didn't have a good year. We forget that there were eight teams ready for the playoffs in the East by January. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was kind of just everybody else. No one was (laughs) really in the conversation. No. So it doesn't surprise me that the Blue Jackets were in the bottom of stats because everybody outside the top eight in the East was kind of out of the top anything. Kind of crazy here. Yeah. Who is the team that led in the most goals but still made the playoffs? The le- No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Oilers. 251. They're number two. Ah! They led in the second most goals but still made the playoffs. Jesse. Uh, it's got to be a Western Conference team. Mm-hmm. Who's your, do you have another guess? Caps. Okay. You're going with Caps. Jesse. Can you make uh, a guess? <laughs> I, I got to think about the playoff teams. I'm running through them in my brain. Uh, so the Kings were in the bottom. Who's the seven seed? In the West? Yeah. Was Who, it the Preds? Oh, no. UC Soros had a great season. He did. Uh, Preds, third most goals allowed. Still making wow. the playoffs. Wow. They didn't really have a bad Maybe game. I'll go. Uh, let's try the Pittsburgh Penguins. It is not the Pittsburgh ah, Penguins. damn it. It is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, oh son what? Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had awful goals. Yeah, they uh, the Toronto oh, Maple Leafs had under nine hundred. The goals against per game, according to NHL.com, is a three oh seven. You know, now that I think about it, why didn't we guess the Leafs? Yeah, yeah, no. so they allowed a shitload of goals. Well, yeah. when you said the Leafs, I was like, he's got it. Yeah. And then, yeah, no, because their defense was somewhat improved, but yeah, no, they couldn't stop shit. Yeah. Anyway, that was just a random thought. The Devils, uh, they do look better, but they are not good. Are they going to make the playoffs? <laughs> What's that? Are they making the playoffs? No, not in the Metro. The Metro is really good. <sighs> really hard division. Yeah. like and, and maybe in a couple of years, but the Metro is really freaking good. Yeah. The Rangers, the, 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 the two wild cards for me is the Rangers, are they really that good? We'll find out. And are the Islanders really that bad? Can I offer this cop-out answer? It's, it's such an even division that it'll be like the healthiest team wins. Yeah. So it's Devils were fine, fine, fine. Jack Hughes got hurt. You're done. You know? Yeah. Uh, That's fair. Rangers could be, um, yeah, we're ready. Ready to contend. And Shesterkin is out for three months. And, oh, we're fucked. If the Devils <laughs> make the playoffs one year from now, Adam Wilde, will you buy a New Jersey Devils jersey? Uh, joke's on you. I already have one. It's Doug Gilmore's. And I'll try to put it on. But it was from grade five. So it probably won't. Okay. okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's all. If the I'll New Jersey on Devils, on mine, mine, yeah. mine, if the New Jersey still. Devils make the playoffs, oh, Adam Wilde's doing a whole show in his grade five uh, Doug Gilmore jersey. Done. All right. Done. Um, <laughs> I bought a uh, so Nikita Gusev game used Devils hockey stick as an olive branch to Devils fans, uh, and then we never did anything with it. You still have it? Yeah, it's, have it. it's in my basement. Well, we should get Easter Seals. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I bought it from Easter Seals. That's funny. Oh, okay. oh my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, we, were gonna, we were going to give it away. Yeah, I outbid myself. <laughs> That's, yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> you, have to wear, you have to wear your grade. Do you, you know where it is? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's in a, it's no in a box. I have a few this. other things. I have a Jason Arnott Dallas Stars jersey. Why? 
I don't know, but I have it. Uh, like, <laughs> and I have a 2001 NHL All Star jersey with the crest. Remember, they just had the crest on them. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those players who like was huge for a time, and then the hockey world just decided we don't, we're not going to talk about that person anymore. He was good in the Jason video Arnott? games too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good. Player. Peter Bondra, great for the. He was great for the Devils. John Madden, yeah, yeah. John Madden, John Madden. like just in that he ate the Leafs yeah. ass was John Madden. Yeah, he yeah. ate the Leafs alive. Was he, was he a captain at one point? I think you're right. Uh, I think you are right. I think you're right. Somewhere was Arnott it, too. but was it New Jersey? So here's what I have on uh, John Madden being captain. Uh, after a retirement of longtime captain Scott Stevens before the 0506 seasons, the Devils abandoned the use of the C and instead had four alternate captains, which including uh, which included John Madden. Uh, Madden continued to wear the A for a short time, blah blah blah, and uh, was never captain. So I gave out misinformation. Way to go, idiot! Are we recording right now? We are. I didn't know that. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I thought you were just explaining to us. <laughs> Literally, you just think that that was just like a conversation that he was just having for the fun of it. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess the devils really missed out on. The devils did weird stuff. Yes. Weird Le- stuff. Weird guy. We were all focused on what their wings were doing because they were really good, mm. and Nick Lindstrom was playing there and that sort of thing. But the devils were doing weird stuff around that time. Lots of weird stuff. You mean winning? They were winning. <laughs> yeah, but they weirdly. Hey, this is the internet talking. You mean winning on like the Leafs? That's true. What if we <laughs> did not win? Score, but won. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what if we ruined hockey? For there like was three seasons. <laughs> there was a year where I think they were top five in scoring, and I know this because I complained about the Devils during the trap era, and Greg Wyshynski brought that up. And it's like, okay, but they scored the most in the lowest scoring era ever. Yeah. L- listen. You're not going to stats me into enjoying the games that I watched and didn't enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fair. You're not going to stats me into uh, liking the most boring era of hockey. It was bad. It wasn't it was great. Bad. I watched it, and I watched the current era, and I can tell you concretely, this era is better. And they were the best at the bad hockey. Yeah, they yeah, were. They, they were, were the, the experts. Yeah. Like I one that's one thing so uh, it's funny like we sometimes get shit from frankly idiots uh who uh, talk about how, you know, well, if you hate hockey culture so much and if you don't like hockey Yeah, blah, 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 blah. those tweets have stopped. Yeah. By the way, funnily yeah. enough. Yeah, weird, weird. <laughs> Fucking assholes. Anyway, but one 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 thing I always make sure to emphasize all the time in my hat picks videos for SportsNet is there's shit multiple players do weekly that would have been high on the highlights for five years mm-hmm. yeah. in the NHL. The, the between, between the legs goals are, uh, like, they barely even make it into hat picks. Anymore. They're a weekly occurrence. They happen all the time now. Yeah. I remember when Paul Ranheim, I'll never forget Paul Ranheim, who was a flyer and I think a cane for a while, mm-hmm. had a shootout goal where he took it to the right and then body kept going to the right, but his hands went to the left and one-handed it past he the goalie. The I guess that's the Forsberg. Yeah. yeah, he did it in an NHL game, though, and I think it was during a shootout. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And people were like, whoa! This and now, is nuts! Now that wouldn't even be the best goal of any game. The greatest highlight of my entire childhood 
is Merrick Malik oh. in the shootout coming down and going through the legs oh. in that Rangers uniform. And I watched that from age 12 to 30. And they show that on every single sports They're center still doing top it. 10. They're it, still doing it. It hasn't gone away. Crosby's shootout winner against the Montreal Canadiens when he was a rookie. Do you remember it? Crosby shootout? No, <laughs> no. I don't know. <laughs> I remember it. I can picture it. I remember the what call. What happened? Tell us. Well, Pierre Maguire was on the call and oh, he, didn't, he didn't describe anything. He just went <laughs> at the goal. <laughs> and it's literally like he just did some nice angles, forehand, backhand, roof. And that was you couldn't you couldn't go get your morning coffee without seeing that. Was that the one where he where he's speeding really fast and they pops the bottle? Yeah, it's a nice goal. I, I think I remember, I know exactly the highlight you're talking about. It's a nice they showed it goal all the time, and that happens maybe daily now. Yeah, like, it's a it's, regular goal, and that's not to diminish that goal. It's to talk about how disgusting. Disgusting! This current era of NHL mm -hmm. players is. It it just it reminds me of like the NBA, where if you look at where three point shots are getting made from, every every decade, every five years, it's getting pushed back and back and back and back because mm. the guys are just getting better at shooting a ball into a basket from further and further away. And it's the same thing with hockey. Like every time you look at these highlights, everyone's just getting better at everything, and everything is getting less and less impressive of the old stuff. And they're coming up with new stuff that's just happening regularly. People are just getting better at the sports they play. Yeah, the, it's awesome. It's the, awesome. The Michigan and the Michigan. Yeah. YouTube, uh, YouTube Michigan. has done a lot of good for for a lot of sports. Oh Hockey yeah. Is, I mean, basketball was the first one to sort of take off with the mixtape videos and like mm -hmm. the and ones and all that stuff. Yeah. And then and then I think hockey has really benefited in the last decade, especially now that you're seeing those players make the NHL. We talked about this years ago, didn't we? We called it Pavel Barber and uh, and guys like that. Uh, you know, revolutionizing like NHL players watch his stuff. Like for ideas. Come on now. That's cool. It is cool. How cool is that? It's mm -hmm. super cool. And guys are screwing with stuff at practice. And, but, and like other, like guys can do the Michigan, guys can do the Michigan. And now, because it's actually happened in an NHL game, they're like, I don't know. Why don't I just try it? And like one, one cheesy goal that people score in video games is they do the, the Michigan but facing the goalie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. In NHL, yeah. Someone's going to do that in real life. I don't know if it's going to happen this upcoming season, mm -hmm. but it's going to happen. That's, um, who's, who's the, the one that flips the stick a lot? Nasher? Oh, always hockey. Always hockey. He yeah, does yeah. that really Z well. Uh, Zach Bell. Zach Bell. Yeah. He does that really well in real life. Yeah. Like on goalies. Yeah. He's good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Like when is someone going to at like an all-star game is probably how it starts. They have the puck in front of them and then they throw the stick up like a baton and they mm -hmm. catch it like he does and they do some crazy shit. Uh, I, anyway, all that to say, this is the most talented era of NHL players. It's very exciting. Ever. And somehow Sonny Milano is unsigned. <laughs> yeah, he's the guy who scored the Dishigan goal. I don't get it. The, the goal that he orchestrated. Yes, even, he did orchestrate it. Even though it was Zegers who pulled the move off, he called it. He called the play. He said, do it. That's why Zegers was like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> I love the look on his face. I still I still think he might end up back with the Ducks. Yeah, it looks like he probably will. Is it weird that as a Leaf fan, like, uh, who shouldn't care about the Ducks at all, is it weird that I hope he ends up back there? Well, it just seems like wrong to rob us of another year of those two. Yes. Hmm. Yes, it does. Knock that off. Give yeah. me that more. Yeah. Give me some more of that. 
Yeah. I need that. It was like, like when hurried up. It was like dude. when Tamu and Paul Korea were split up. It's like no. No. No, ew, yuck. It was yucky. It was yucky not seeing them play. Can we hurry this up? Like the signings? Oh, oh, yeah. I was it's like, fucking, this is, I was like, this, I don't what's know, wrong man. With this conversation? Yeah, no, it's, it's August. What are we? August 3rd. Well, and we're still like, oh, Sonny Mulatto. Come on, GMs. To Let's that point, though, Jesse. Figure the shit out. We've got uh, one, we two, our... three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten teams over the cap currently. I'm sure some of them will have injuries and that sort of thing. But when you have a third of the league over the cap uh, and you have only six teams that are 10 million under. Mm-hmm. And, not, and a lot of those teams and are not going to spend. All that's going to be adjusted with LCIR. Sure. But the point is still there that the cap is a little too restrictive right now and it needs to go up. And that's why we haven't seen the signings. It's going to be a real busy August, I'm telling you. Well, if this year was like this, I wonder what next year is going to be like in terms of free agency. Because it's not like the cap is going up much more. If there like, they're a- just going to flat, are they just going to run out of room? Yeah. And the NHL will be like, oh, well, we got, sorry, we're all out. If there was a can <laughs> in this room, this is where I would kick it down the road. Okay. Because yeah. Okay. They're good at that. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up here. And remember, we're going to be back tomorrow with an all questions episode of the Steve Nangle podcast. Before we wrap it up for the summer, thanks so much for hanging out with us. And uh, we will see you soon. I don't, I don't have anything else to say. plenty of time left in the music. Usually, Steve's got something to say what here. Did you, yeah. What did you order? Not I like ordered the spicy lunch. chicken. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. 